Hi, I'm Melissa Meter, and this is the Synchrosoma Podcast. Remember to subscribe. Find me at Instagram at Synchrosoma. My email is synchrosoma at gmail.com and on the web, synchrosoma.com. I'm going to make a sort of bold statement here and say that if you're in any sort of an organization or school system or any kind of institution and there's somebody who claims to be your boss or above you that they're hiding inferiority. And I know that this is a bold statement. I know that this is kind of calling into question anything, a university, politics, the way countries are run, any business that's being owned and operated. If it's operating with a hierarchical system, then there's a hidden inferiority from, you know, of the powers that be. And also a more obvious inferiority from the lowers down on the hierarchy. This is something that I've studied extensively around anthropological information. There's a lot of data to suggest that these hierarchies or patriarchal systems developed after long periods of stress. And so if somebody is not stressed, they tend to not seek positions in a hierarchy. They tend to go for egalitarian systems. So historically, that's been the case. If there's been a lot of stress in a culture, disasters, floods, whatever, um, and there's you know more data on that, you can always email me if you want to be pointed in specific directions. But if, if there's been a lot of stress, say survival stress, like not enough food, there tends to suddenly be hierarchical rule. And so we can translate that to ourselves that we've been under stress as a society. I would say that the the flipping into the Neolithic period where we left our hunter-gatherer ways and started working on controlling our environment, we started domesticating animals, all of that stuff created a, a tremendous amount of stress, letting go. It, of course, it makes some things easier, and something's harder. And there's a lot, also a lot of data to suggest that people didn't live for just 30 years when we were in a egalitarian setting. There, there may be bad science suggesting that these civilization, these these advancements in civilizations have caused us to live longer. That that's disputed. So we can consider that stress leads to hierarchical rule. And when we're not stressed, people tend to have their own authority over themselves and their own autonomy and sovereignty. There's also a lot of parallels here with the rise of Abrahamic religions and the control mechanisms inside of religions in general to, uh, to really back up what I'm saying here. So just maybe for the time period of this podcast, you just 
go ahead and 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 take the suggestion that it's possible. It's possible that what I'm saying is true, that with stress, we tend to be more controlling of self or other. And so we can translate that into our own reality, our own personal myth, our own experiences, and we can begin to contemplate, decode, and stalk the shadow of hierarchies, in particular inferiority and superiority. So you might want to just take your, yourself as an example if you're a boss, or somebody else as an example if they're a boss. And, and the first thing you might notice is that this sounds insane to you, the idea that you would run your company in an egalitarian system and, and because you're supposed to profit and have your, your workers helping you to make profit for you and your company, and that's how a good business runs. So I, I am going to poke a hole in that and just suggest that there's a lot of conditioning around how each of us can potentially live, make a living. And if you've listened to any of my podcasts where I talk about chi, this is an important concept. So you can you cannot throw the baby out and the bathwater out. You can keep the baby and decode the bathwater. So keep the company and just understand that there's shadow involved here. That it's not about like changing everything or, you know, putting on your monk outfit and starting to ohm. It's not about that. It's about understanding how this stuff works so that you can start having more choice in your life. And if you understand how something is working, so, you know, I make a lot of bold statements in my podcast. I, I, I know I'm forceful. I have a lot of uh, confidence in what I'm saying. And so it's important to always temper anything you hear from anybody, whether it's somebody with a loud voice like mine or uh, a, a format like this, with your own inner knowing, your somanosis, your body, and just feel into it. You know, if, if what I'm saying resonates for you, or if part of what I'm saying resonates for you, then you can kind of take that, own it, bring it inside of you. So the, the idea with keeping the baby and decoding the bathwater is that understand that there's a baby here that maybe has been a little bit neglected and has been stewing in some dirty bathwater. I'd call that society, the society, the way we run our non-egalitarian systems is a little bit dirty. It's a little bit dirty. It's not clean it's not the shadow has not been stalked and integrated it has has been kind of run amok and this is why we have such divisiveness from all kinds of people the fear of control or the wanting control like the overreach control this is why all this stuff is happening because the shadow of what's underneath the control mechanisms has not been understood stalked dismembered, organized, viewed, felt, and stitched back together with love. That's what you can do with anything that's going on in your personal life that is around superiority or inferiority. So in my story, because, and I try to, I try to bust myself as much as I can. I welcome people busting me. Uh, and my daughter, I've got an 18-year-old now. She just turned 18. She's great at uh, busting my my loud overreach. 
And so if you have somebody in your life like that and you're in a power position, like you uh, are wealthy, own a big company, have a lot of employees or something like that, you want to dismantle the mechanisms that are keeping you in shadow or keeping you blind to the shadow that's running. You want allies that are equal to you, that can help you see and feel and experience where you're coming from and why you might be running trips or running any kind of control strategy. Down to even, you know, people that you work with one-on-one. So if you own a coaching business, for example, like I do, and you work with clients, if you're coming from a I know more and know better to them, then you're in a little bit of confusion about what's really going on in terms of the companionship and the relating and the connection that you're bringing for your clients. So you might, the next question might be like, well, how do I know if I'm doing that or what do I do about it or something like that? When it comes to stalking shadow in any part of your life, you want to get your witness consciousness running. You want to be understanding that you're a lot bigger than your belief about yourself, that this little life or these little accomplishments are matter very much. They don't. All paths lead to the same place nowhere, so pick a path with heart. The The idea is that the the life is really about waking up to who we really are, which is beautiful shining suns, each of us in the sky together, constellations and universes. And we're here to expand and grow our capacity through getting conscious to shadow and and other things that are running underneath our conscious awareness. And so we want to understand who we really are and get get that identity available. Once we do that, then we can have some really good uh, decoding. That's when we start to decode this dirty water and we can start to go, okay, well, what Melissa's saying is that maybe I'm running some superior, inferior flip-flop stuff in my life. Um, I'm kind of safe and secure in my company or my business, but how do I feel about it? Am I feeling good, fulfilled? Am I feeling clean about it? Have I done anything? Have I committed any crimes, petty or huge? Have I hid things? Am I am I hiding things? Am I doing things in secret? Am I trying to protect something and not be found out about something? Am I am I doing anything and having any kind of a government or authority over me that's greater than universal law or natural law? Am I, so you start to kind of like feel where you are in the story. Where are you in this myth? And then you notice, well, is this what I want? Is this actually how I want to be an employee or an employer? Is this how I want it to be? And then when you start to kind of stalk that, you might notice that there's some dissonance. And that's a good thing. This is uncomfortable. This is where the growth part is. This is where all the possibilities are. This is where the soul growth, this is why you're here. This is why witness is so important so that you can find 
what these so-called problems are, which I like to call opportunities, for growth. You find them and you go, okay, yeah, I have felt. And maybe you're a boss and you feel totally inferior and you're hiding that. Maybe you feel like an imposter. Maybe you feel like you're hiding your uh, feelings of inferiority so that you can continue to make money or something. So this is where you want to understand chi flow and real currency, which is chi, and how it runs through you. And it runs a lot better when we come out of the future and negative outcomes or trying or control. It runs a lot better when we're in trust, when we're aligned with the bigger picture of our soul journey and our mission and our purpose, and we're doing the very, very important part here of why we do any of this stuff, which is to drop and feel heart, to be on the heart path. If you're on a path of of getting to retirement, you're on a, a flimsy path, a very strong path that takes you from lifetime to lifetime before and after death is the heart path. This is a really, really stable, continuous journey in the cycles. This circle of time, if we can get on the heart path, and that is about feeling our soma, our connection to everything and everyone, everywhere, our resonance with super soul, our love energy, which radiates from that solar energy and body, that sun radiating that. So that's the real path. And eventually we all come to realize that, that, that a lot of these other paths are dead ends. It doesn't matter what you do, pick a path with heart. So in your company, let's say you're suddenly waking up right in this moment going, holy moly, this isn't what I want to be doing again. It's not about chucking that baby out the window. It's about keeping this dirty baby and taking the time to get conscious and using everything, everything in your power, keeping whatever you've got going on in your current circumstances until you've really done the important work of decoding and then stitching that dismembered situation back together with your love and then you'll have a very clear way forward it won't be a question should I do this should I do that it'll be wide open like the seas parting and you'll just walk right into it If you enjoy the content here or you read my Instagram posts and you enjoy that content, one way you can really help me is to share it with your friends and people you really care about. I'm dedicated to bringing somatic shadow integration practices to anybody who wants tools they can use on their own for their inner work and feel themselves growing and evolving. I have a lot of courses. There's more stuff coming out this year. The big thing is the heart path. I hope you can join me for that. Of course, you can find Shadow Stalking 101 in the show notes. And I do coaching one-on-one. I also have a series of courses, Slay Your Dragons, 
which helps us get into our personal archetypes and, and make things that had been enemy or disconnected from us allies in our soul growth. And then we work with the guardians of manifestation and truth. That's sort of like the next layer after Slayer Dragons. And I've started a coach training for people who want to get into this work and make it their vocation. I'm really glad you joined me for this podcast and find me here again next Tuesday for more shadow stalking, shadow integration, and somatic shadow integration practices. Thank you for listening to the Synchrosoma podcast. I'm Melissa Meter, and you can find me here each week with another journey into the known, the unknown, and the worlds in between. If you'd like to get in touch and find out more about what I do, coaching and courses, contact me at synchrosoma at gmail.com, and you can find me on Instagram at synchrosoma. See you next time. Organically Grown on Podcast Farm.